Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 64 of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and joining us now, the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Bobby Blaze. Season fucking greetings and bah fucking humbug, Professor. Oh, hey, man. <laughs> Hold on a second, man. I see John Pierre Mime over. In a, he's stuck in a fucking box. Hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, he's grabbing a rope. No, I, I think it's a fucking ladder. Now he's eating. Hey, get the fuck out of my lunch and get the fuck out of my head, John Pierre. Hey, okay. So, yeah, maybe this week I'll be Bobby Blaze the anti Mime. I'll oh, give him a chair boy. shot, by God. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> Uh, how are season greetings, man? How are you? I'm I'm doing I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Good. Um, you know it, it's so today starts a thing on the CW shows, which I haven't been keeping up with with everything going on, you know. But back in 1985, DC Comics did a thing to clean up their history called Crisis on Infinite Earths. Starting tonight with the CW's DC TV shows, they're doing their version of Crisis on Infinite Earths, where there's going to be Brandon Routh is coming back to play Superman, as well as another character he already plays on one of the shows. Uh, Tom Welling from Smallville, who played Superman, he's going to be on there. And then, of course, Watchmen's also on tonight. So for the next couple days, I'm going into a full 100% TV nerd mode. So once we're done recording here, I'm popping some popcorn, planting my ass on the couch, and not moving till Friday. So you are going to geek out, as you are known as the Geekish Cast on Twitter, correct? That is correct, sir. That is very All right. correct. All right. Well, that's cool, man. Sounds like you got your week packed out, man. Just don't pack on too much. Pop- don't pop too much popcorn and pack on the pounds over the holidays. Yep, that's that's the plan. <laughs> but see, my mom just dropped this shit on me this week. It's flavored uh, salt, I guess, for popcorn, and yeah. she sent all over this shit. It's bacon cheddar flavored. Oh, hey, that sounds really good. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm probably just going to eat popcorn for the next week until this stuff's gone. That sounds good. That's the plan, man. You're the professor, and you've got a damn plan, so that's good, man. That's good. So how about you, Bobby? What are you up to? Oh, man, I'm about 6'1 still, but you probably don't think they stack shit that tall anymore, do you? (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm up to about 6'1 still. Yeah, no, nothing much, man. I've just been, uh, you know, just... Trying to write a little bit and trying to have fun with the uh, podcast. We do always look forward to it, of course. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, trying to get my mindset for the holidays. You know, it's um, it's been cold here. Then it's warmed up to like it's almost sixty today. It's supposed to be the next two days. It's going to drop down in the thirties at night. But it's um, you know, it's uh, cold and rainy one day and then damn warm and sunny the next. So it's kind of crazy. So it's not a real seasonal. Uh, holiday season yet so far for me as far as the weather goes sometimes it manipulates you you know and I, we've got the christmas lights up down at the park and they've had the christmas parade and there's been a couple more in the area in the last couple of days you know so yeah just getting ready for that whole christmas chaos thing because it is chaos around christmas sometimes it absolutely can be you know odin rolls through town with his eight-legged horse <laughs> leaving shit in people's wooden shoes and oh, whatever it is that they do. I can't, yeah, I, I get I this stuff know. confused sometimes, which makes me yeah. a really bad grandfather, but I do what I can. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll have to go to, uh, I just I told someone to make the other day. I'm probably just going to do a couple gifts off Amazon and that's that. Get mm-hmm. it done. You know, hell, I, I usually just order through the mail anyway for stuff for the last couple of years. You know, I give my boys a couple of dollars and my granddaughter, I get her stuff off Amazon usually and get it shipped and, that's that. I don't go out and do the mid crowds anymore. Man. No, I, uh, I I do badly in a crowd. It was um, yeah. 
It was last yeah. last year or the year before, I don't remember which, my little brother and I went to Stockton Con. Um, because Sting was gonna be there. I think so yeah, I think it was last year. I remember year. that. Yeah. And we were there for about fifteen minutes and we we're walking trying to get over to the rooms where the guests are because um you know, Sting was there and I was a handful of really hot actresses we at least wanted to look at, if not talk to, you know. Right on, yeah, sure. And um we're going and some fucker keeps stepping on the back of my shoe, right? <laughs> And I turn around, and I go, look here, you little son of a bitch. And it was an eight-year-old kid. And it was like disappeared into the crowd. <laughs> no, I don't do crowds well anymore. Yeah, I don't either, man. I don't either. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I threatened to go to the mall here the other day, and I realized now, I was just going to go down and sit and write, to be honest with you. And uh, I usually, not usually, when I do go, I usually do get a slice of pizza and, um, sit down in the food court and just start kind of taking some notes. And I thought, you know what? That's not going to be very conclusive, uh, conductive to my writing this year. If I go down there, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday of this week. I just, mm-hmm. I just sit here and wrote some things, but you know, it's good. I go to Tim Horton sometimes. I've got to put them over, but sometimes I go to the mall, but I hadn't been down there for a couple months. And, um, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down there. And I was like, Oh no, not the right time of year. So, um, just something a different atmosphere to write in, you know. Sometimes I go down by the library, take my books or something. But yeah, I'm not going out in that crowd, man. I'm gonna try to avoid it at all, all, all uh, cost this year. Yeah, so. that's um, yeah, I understand that completely. All right, so we got that going. Um, let's yeah. see. Well, we're calling this episode. We're doing something a little different. We're gonna talk about the history of pro wrestling during the holidays, like specifically on Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But I was struggling coming up with a name for the episode, and I went with Se- "Seasons Greetings with a Steel Chair." So you're also <laughs> gonna give us some steel chair stories. Yeah, I've got a couple good chair stories. I guess I don't. <laughs> they're chair shot stories. Uh, yeah. I'll start you with one just to kind of put you in a holiday mood. Sure. <laughs> So now, um, I had come in from, uh, Canada and, um, was over to the YMCA and was with some buddies of mine. A lot of them used to play ball and stuff with and, uh, been up here for like 16 weeks. And I'm with the other stories going to tie into that and just, I'll tell it later on the show as we get going. But yeah, so this guy comes up and then there's just a couple of my buddies and there's people I know, all kinds of people in their locker room. And I can't remember who this guy was really. He, I'm sitting on a bench, uh, a chair, uh, changing my clothes kind of deal, you know, just going to work out a little bit. And this guy comes on and says, yeah, he heard us talking. They was kind of putting me over for getting, getting through that tour in Canada or whatever. And I was telling a chair shot story and he says, uh, he goes, man, that's, this is probably 92-ish, maybe. He says, man, that stuff ain't real. That stuff ain't real. You know, talking about wrestling, you go, okay, well, you know, I, this is a long time ago. And when I, when that, that Canadian territory I worked, it was kayfabe, man. You know, it was, you know, it, it really was. It's a good territory. But anyway, um, I see, yeah, whatever, man. I'm just sitting there because my buddies are looking to see my reaction, of course. Mm-hmm. But I just sit there and kept putting my shoe on or what I was doing. And he, and I, I he said, what about them chairs? He goes, them chairs, them chairs aren't real. And I said, look, man, the chairs are real. Okay. I'll tell you that much right now. Cause that's what, why, why he kind of intruded in our conversation, you know. And so, uh, he said, uh, no, they can't be real. And I said, chairs are real. So I'm sitting in a folding metal chair anyway. Okay. Mm-hmm. At the, you know, like stools and there's a bench and there's some chairs, you know, it's in a locker room, just, you know, stuff around. And, uh, he said, well, if they are real, you all know how to, how to, uh, uh, try to hit each other with them. And I said, buddy, look, and I just, I just shut them up real quick. I said, buddy, look, how about this? How about you let me hit you with a chair? Uh, it's real. 
and let's just see how you react to it, okay? I don't even care if you put your hands up. Let me hit you with a chair, and we'll see. Well, needless to say, he turned around and walked away. He did not want a chair shot from a professional wrestler. No. And I would have I would have smoked his ass, too. I'll tell you that. I would have. But uh, he didn't ask for it. He, he, was, he was teasing around for it, but he didn't. I wasn't going to do it without his permission. But if he said, yeah, uh, I wouldn't have released my hands a little bit upon impact, or I would have swung it from way back down south, and I'd have got him good. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I'm against those uh, unprotected hair, chair shots now to the head. I hate those. I hate seeing them and stuff, and I know he's got rid of a lot, but I would have, if he'd have put, if he had fed his head standing there, I'd have got him, or whatever, you know. So, yeah, chair shots, man. Uh, they're a real thing. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and I, I get you can, I mean, you can quote unquote gimmick a chair a little bit. You can, you know, loosen up the rivets. Um, like you were saying, you can kind of let go of the chair a little bit on impact. You can't fake gravity. Yeah, <laughs> it's just you know, momentum. Down. Yeah, momentum still works no matter what. You know, I mean, yeah, I can throw a soft punch, but I'm still hitting you. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. So. Anyway, so that's one chair shot story, but I wasn't, I didn't want to hurt someone either, you know, and, and, uh, that wasn't the intention. I, he just basically had intruded on our conversation. It wasn't someone I knew. I think one of my buddies may have been acquainted with him or something, but I was just over going to shoot some ball with them guys, you know, just kind of get back in town or whatever. So wasn't any reason to smoke some off a chair, you know? No. <laughs> so, but he was, he was kind of asking for it. He just didn't, he didn't beg for it. I'll say that. Once I said, let me hit you with a chair and we'll see how real it is. He was like, yeah, I think it's time for me to go play racquetball or something you know i don't know maybe maybe the woman's health club was calling him i don't know <laughs> yeah uh, well, yeah so, i don't know what was, I don't, there was a story about somebody telling harley race that, that they don't really bleed and it was ketchup and i think that might have been <laughs> i mean i can only imagine how fucking stupid that guy must have felt after harley race beat his fucking ass with a ketchup bottle <laughs> yeah uh, man yeah, i can imagine there, there's your fake blood yep. with that uh ketchup mix there at yeah yeah, big old thick Heinz 57 bottle off the table there. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Harley yeah. is just one of those guys that, you know, as I understand it, and not knowing the gentleman, never having met him, but as I understand yeah. it, you could push him about two or three inches and then shit broke loose. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. We've got that special podcast about him, about how tough he is, uh, you know, and his memories there. And we also have the one on YouTube. I'll go ahead and put that out there to you. The one on YouTube where, um, the legit tough guys, so we know how tough Harley was, man, <laughs> you know, so we don't have to go through that again, but if you want to know how tough Harley was and to a little tribute for him, you can go to our YouTube channel at tinyurl.com slash BBBB video. And uh, that thing's been gaining some momentum again, and uh, we appreciate it very much out there, wrestling fans. Go out there and uh, listen to all kinds of different uh, things that, that Tex has done down in the boiler room with our uh, with our podcast here. So Yeah, anyway. absolutely. Um, you know, real quick, before we start digging into things that we were going to talk about in regular news, um, you know, last week we did make a kind of announcement about Tex's recent loss in his life. Yes. And I, I don't have the exact tweet in front of me, but, you know, there was a video that Tex did for us last year with Boogie Woogie Man Jimmy Valiant. Yep. Uh, and Boogie lays a big old kiss on Tex's wife, Sheila, at the end. Yeah. And Tex, yeah. Tex sent out a tweet this week, you know, uh, just kind of an update on what he's going through. Yes. And he, and he gets to the end of it and he goes, um, 
you know, I just don't know how I'm going to break this to uh, <laughs> Jimmy Valiant, which was yeah. one of the funniest, funniest things that has ever caught me off guard in a tweet in my life. So yeah, I yeah. popped for it because he was, you know, it's it it was a very good tweet. I recall it too. And, and uh, then I think he said he, he Valiant may not, not even know who he is without Sheila there. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's getting over, man. When the boogie woogie man, handsome Jimmy Valiant, you know, uh, uh, Kisses your woman right there for you. That's a huge pop, man. So uh, anyway, Tex, hope you're doing better, man. Hope you're doing better. So hang yeah. in there. Well, yeah, because I mean, I don't know if anybody saw this, but I had to do the cover graphic for our episode last week. So <laughs> Tex, we kind of need you back. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to go as far as to say I shit the bed, but um, I kind of shit well, the bed. Well, I'll say yeah. this. It was better what I could have done, so I didn't respond. When you said, hope the graphic's all right, I was like, it's fine with me. Um where you at, Tex? <laughs> <laughs> Not to bury you there, Professor. That's more than I can do, buddy, so I'll bury myself. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Well, uh, let's talk about some news here. I know we got a couple things we wanted to uh, bring up. Just uh, <clears throat> which one you want to go with first? Uh, um, you know what? Let's talk about Jessica Carr. That's a pretty okay, big deal. Okay, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I was reading an article this morning, and Jessica Carr uh, got caught up to the uh, SmackDown. She's going to be the first full-time referee in professional wrestling. Um, we'll talk about, you know, there's some part-time people in wrestling, uh, females, rather. And I, I think it's really great for the women out there in the world, uh, someone for these young girls to look up to if that's what you aspire to do. But I guess Jessica uh, had aspired to be a wrestler, and uh, she was trained by the Dudleys. And by the time that um, – she got ready for her WWE tryout. They had her ready to go, ready to go, and she done real well and then got an invite, I guess, down to the uh, performance center there. And I think it was Steven Regal, man, and that guy, you got to talk about an eye for talent, Steve Regal. I think he's the one that convinced her, hey, give, or at least said, give this a try, you know, put on the black and white stripes here. And I guess she took a liking to it and was pretty good at it from what, what I've seen and heard. But, um, she, uh, she, and so, and Triple H was a fan of hers. So she's went from uh, NXT, I guess, till this past Friday. I didn't watch this. So I don't know if she made her debut, but she was supposed to, as far as I know, and become the first full time female wrestling referee in professional wrestling. So hats off to you, Jessica Carr. That's pretty awesome. And I know there's a couple others uh, we was going to talk about, Jeremy, but that, that's a pretty big accomplishment, man, I think. And, yeah, you know, the way things are going in, in the world nowadays, that's, that's huge. Yep, and of course I've already closed the Twitter page, but there is a young lady that uh, referees in on AEW, but I have to assume yes. that it's not full time then because of the distinction they draw uh, there. Um, yeah. It's kind of a it's kind of an exciting time. Yeah, for... you told me her name was uh, Aubrey Edwards. That was it, Aubrey yeah. Edwards. Aubrey and... Edwards. Yeah, I think because uh, uh, when when they were here in Charleston area a couple of weeks ago, I know several of the fans that that follow me on Twitter and stuff. They uh, had sent me some pictures. They had posted on Twitter, I should say, and I, they took some pictures with her. Um, Aubrey Edwards. Though, that's what you told me her name was. I couldn't remember it until you sent it to me, actually. So yeah. Uh, that's pretty cool, yeah. No, it is, and it's you know it's kind of cool right now because again, like we were we've been talking about wrestling is blowing up right now. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of it's starting to feel more like it did during the territory days, but at the same time as wrestling in general is blowing up, women in wrestling are all over the place. I mean, this isn't you know I mean sure most of them are still hot. But this isn't the days of Sable and Sunny, you know, just, right. it doesn't matter how they are in the ring. These are like mostly 
talented women who are in the ring who can wrestle. Uh, look at your girl, uh, Thunder Rosa. Who, she's a wrestler yeah. and an MMA Very fighter. Very athletic girls out there nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, you know, just in, if, to, to the listeners last week on that Thunder Rosa, I thought the piece they'd done on her was really good. I just thought, I didn't think, I think yeah. the thing we talked about, Professor, was it was kind of out of sync with her character being pushed to the heel and then being pushed more of a baby face for the MMA. So it wasn't a dig towards the that product. No. I know we'll talk about NWA in a second. So I hope no one misinterpreted anything um, on that when I said that. But yeah, man, I saw, I, there's a lot of talented girls out there. I know, you know, work for, you know, AEW, WWE. Uh, I just, where I started watching NWA, I liked that Thunder Rosa because, and, and I realize she's just a young lady and she's, she's busted her ass and, and been in several different promotions. And um, she's, she's got an opportunity that has taken and just ran with it each time. And, it's because she, the way she looks, the way she works, it's just really believable. And that's, that's something I really, that's not to take anything from any other girls out there, lady wrestlers or performers. It's just, she's really believable. And I like that about anyone. It, I say it for the guys too, of course, because you want to have that suspension of belief that she's out there going to whip someone's ass, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and the character goes with it, the way she does her arms and her hands and to the music and, and, uh, some, you know, and I see there's, you know, a couple of those girls they're working with on there is a little bit green, but you know I see who's carrying who, and uh, uh, she's very talented. So I didn't want to take that away. That, and I'm glad they did a, a special on her. But I, I just, as you and I spoke, I think we spoke a little bit off the air. If it, uh, kind of clarified myself. I just, it was kind of mistimed. I know they had to do it because her fight was then, but it was kind of mistimed for what her character was on air. You know. Yeah. So, well, it was just kind of a distinction, I guess. Yeah, it was just kind of a mood whiplash, and yeah, you know, in NWA is going out of their way to be like old school you know yeah you know this is how wrestling used to be and that's what we're doing <laughs> and then they just like blow kayfabe right out the window you right. know just like yeah you know we're pushing her as a villain here but you know she's a she's the underdog in this so we're gonna do a package that's completely yeah. different mood and style and yeah. just yeah but it, um speaking of nwa yes um I put a tweet out. I watched it this week. I, you know, I put out there and said, did they redeem themselves? And I think they did. Man, I, I thought it was a pretty damn good show this past week. Uh, um, you got something to announce. I think you told me, I said, Hey, yeah, I, for, I didn't forget about it, but I was like, that's a good, that's something good to bring up. Jeremy, what's that? Well, uh, <laughs> this week and they finally aired it. Uh, the rock and roll express became the nine time NWA tag team champions. Yeah, how awesome is that, man? That's yeah. pretty damn good. Uh, 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 and I, I guess it was the biggest pop of the night. That was the last of the recordings. That, even though it took place, what, nine or ten weeks ago, um, I guess they uh, got the pop of the night on the card. when that, when that, Because uh, that's who they catered to. Those fans, the MWA fans they, mm-hmm. that were there in the, uh, the building that night, it's, that's TV studio wrestling. You could feel the excitement in there, man, when I'm watching it. And I'm, and I'm glad they showed the whole thing with uh, – with, uh, Cornette getting in a ring and raising her hands in the air. I mean, that that's just kind of full circle, you know, from uh, I think 34, 35 years ago or something. Matt, when they, uh, 34, I guess, when they first came to NWA champions back in 1990, uh, 1985. Excuse me. Um, yeah, back in 1985, I think it was Shelby, North Carolina TV taping. I could be wrong on that, but I think that's when it was, and they beat the Russians. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they took the whole 30 minutes up of, of, of part of a TV segment, like a 30-minute match. They pretty much aired all of it, if I'm not mistaken. The, the camera, I just know they was on fire then. 
and apparently the Rock and Roll Express still on, a, on fire in, in 2019, and and uh, two nicer guys are cannot be. So uh, Ricky Morton's a hell of a good guy. Robert Gibson's a hell of a good guy. Yeah. And the Rock and Roll Express, man, people just love those guys. And I'm going to tell you, the way they treat the fans when you come up to them, man, uh, and I, I've been around them for years and years. I, the last I saw it, it's been a, uh, several months back the last time I saw them. But those guys, man, they're just great, and they're great with the fans. And uh, they're just loved everywhere they go, man. They really are. Two two good, really good guys. Nine times champion. I guess you're going to be on the next pay-per-view coming up for them. And, and we'll see what happens. Um, and um, anyway, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so next week end is the NWA's first pay-per-view event. Uh, called Into the Fire because yep. they're going to milk every penny out of that Dawkins song they can. <laughs> uh, so yeah. they'll, they'll be defending, um, in there. Okay. So after the match, you say Corny gets in the ring with him, right? And my brother looks at me and goes, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. He goes, it, it's just, it's odd. I go, well, he, he inducted them into the Hall of Fame. He goes, I don't care. It's still weird. I, you know, I know that it's just weird. Well, yeah, if he was yeah. like me, he was probably he was Dustin was probably waiting for Dennis and Bobby or Stan and Bobby to come out of nowhere yep. and glom the Rock and Roll Express and start a new program. That's uh, that's kind of <laughs> that yeah, been great. that's kind of I think what what you know you're looking around for that because you're just like why is Cornette in the ring with Rock and Roll Express? Yeah, what's he yeah, setting them up for? Exactly, man. But yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, we can all uh, fantasy book on that. How's that? Absolutely. <laughs> now I I yeah. do want to say yeah, it's cool that they got them in there and know why you know those guys are in pretty good shape for being in their 60s and i realize guys in their 60s can still be badasses look at ddp he looks better than anybody around him at 65 years old or whatever he is yeah. these days you know yeah. uh, and this is a guy who looked like he was 65 when he was 35 he actually looks younger now than he did 20 years ago absolutely know? yes um yeah. but i'm watching that match and I'm watching those two young guys kick the shit out of these two older guys. I'm just like, if they get hurt, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to, to put up with this shit in my head. What I did think is funny, though, is that one of the guys in that tag team they beat, his name is Royce Isaacs. Okay. And he, he wrestles out of Hollywood. This guy is so strong that he comes out into the ring a lot of times with a shirt that says, I will deadlift you. And they will actually show him deadlift a guy off the ground in many of his matches. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, he looks pretty damn strong. Actually, both the guys with Wild Card, they, uh, yeah. they both look pretty damn intimidating to me. I, I, they've got a really good look to them. Yeah, know? they do. That look, and, that... and I know that was a TV taping, the studio wrestling and stuff. We'll have to see what's going to happen, of course. And that's part of being a wrestling fan, man. Just kind of waiting oh, yeah. to see what happens. But, uh, but you know, inevitably, they're going to push some of the younger talent, you know, in that NWA. And rightfully so, of course. Oh, yeah. So we'll just have to see what happens. Well, like, they, I think they've got a good crop of guys there. You know, guys and girls, I don't want to get too specific, you know. They got a good crop of talent they're working with. I hope they can find ways, like maybe, since we now know that they're going to go like two-month seasons, that they can roll some people in and out as they go and kind of establish some other younger people who are up and coming. I, I can't, you know, I'm hoping that's part of what they do. Um, they did announce a new uh, color commentary guy. 
Yes, I think you're probably familiar with him, aren't you? A little bit now. Okay, I'm my, not. I, I just thought, because he's from Hollywood Wrestling too, right, or no? No, he was the WWF. Oh. He's from NXT. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. I, 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 I Honestly, I can't recall his name. I read a couple of things, and now I'm drawing a blank now. Yeah. But um, someone's putting him over about coming in, and I, I thought he was a Hollywood wrestling, what I was thinking. My bad, my bad. So, um, well, his name, we'll his name is Stu Barrett. I think he wrestled under the name Wade Barrett. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah. Okay. I got gotcha. you. And Bad News yes. Barrett would be another one. Yeah, he was part yes. of that that big program, NXT versus Johnson, yes. the thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I did put two and two together, see? So yeah. that's, that's cool. Okay. Right now, on, now here's, here's the thing, though. If I remember right, doesn't he have kind of like a northern uh, English accent, like a Manchester-y? I, I think so, yeah, because apparently he's friends with uh, Nick Aldis, you know. That's, that's, uh, that was the other thing I gathered, too. I, kinda put, I did put that together. Yeah. Yeah, I do think he has an accent. Well, and uh, Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis barely has an accent anymore. Yeah, I mean, he, but I've got an accent. So yeah, there yeah. You go. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, um, look, in in uh, Canada, one time I was told I had an accent, and I have yeah. the most Middle America, North American, like you can't tell where I'm from by my accent. Accent, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> but he's going to do color, which okay. my brother says he's a good talker. I'm not all that familiar with him. Now that you uh, mentioned, I have seen him come out before and hit the mic. I really have. It's it's been a couple of years, but I know exactly who it is, and mm-hmm. uh, that makes sense. And I think he would probably, I think he'll probably do good. We'll see. But he does have a good voice, and I, I remember him coming out speaking several times, uh, doing his gimmick, you know, on the microphone with the stick work, you know. So yeah, okay, that's, that's cool. Yeah. So Dude. we know we know who's going to replace, quote unquote, replace Jim Cornette. Yeah. Um, also they did kind of, so I listened to a little bit of Jim Cornette's show, uh, this week, part of it that was on YouTube. Apparently that package show had always been the plan for episode eight. That wasn't like a post, uh, corny, uh, resigning thing. Right. Even though it sure smelled like it. Yes. (laughs) It just turned out to be one of the worst packaged episodes ever made is what happened. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, they did do a nice little send off for Jim Cornette. That was cool. I liked that I they did so that. Too. Yeah. Um, you I know, I don't think he did. <laughs> well, you know, and I was listening to a thing this week and he's, he's talking about how some of his fans are like, you know, fuck the NWA. And he's like, don't, don't fuck the NWA. Cause that's Nick right. Aldis. That's Tim Storm. That's, you know, these guys. I heard that and I respect that. Yeah. He goes, fuck Dave Lagana. <laughs> and, <Yes. yeah. laughs> That's where I was going with it. That's pretty good. But, yeah, that was what we talked about last week when they had that one episode. We kind of like, hey, we're turning tuning in for wrestling, man. What's up? You know, kind of thing we talked about. Mm-hmm. I think they did redeem themselves this week. And, um, yeah, I, I hope to people that, that, you know, if you're a Jim Cornette fan, you know, don't, don't fuck the NWA, man. Go back. There's just too many talented guys and girls there and new people coming and um, uh, pay-per-view coming up and stuff. And give them a chance, you know. Um, I, I'm going to, yeah. I, I, you know, enjoy the product. You was talking about um, Bad News Barrett there with his voice. You know, speaking of voice, Jeremy, you got a gig on Fiverr. Yes, sir. And if you want voiceover people, let me tell you something, Jeremy. He done a great voiceover for me for a um, some voice work rather for a commercial for one of my books for the the um, 
I kicked out on 2D Educator Wrestler, a little 30 second bit for me off of Fiverr. If you would like Jeremy to do one of your, I'll let Jeremy tell you what he does exactly, but if you'd like to do some voiceover work or have him do something for you, go to Fiverr.com slash Jeremy Vilmer. That's V-I-L-M-U-R. Fiverr.com slash Jeremy Vilmer. And uh, it's, tell about your gig on there. How's that? Well, yeah. And, you know, I'm actually waiting for another one to clear right now, but basically I've just got a generic, like, I will do a voiceover uh, for you. Um, it starts at five bucks. You know, I think I have it for a hundred words and you'll get that in like two days. There are ways to go longer and, you know, other things, but I've also got another one that I've got up there and this is kind of relevant here because most podcasts have other podcasters listening. So anybody out there, if you need a bumper or an intro for your show or an intro and an outro, hit me up on Fiverr. I, I can hook you up for five bucks. More than happy to do it. Yeah. And that's pretty cool, man. I have a Fiverr on there, and mine is uh, Fiverr.com slash BobbyBlaze744. And what I've been doing is, um, and it, if you're not familiar with Fiverr, man, you can find all kinds of services, uh, people uh, give, providing a service for you for $5. And then there's extras and stuff if you want to buy, buy those extras. Um, but I start off with, uh, I'll retweet. What, I, what I'm running right now is a podcast, and off of that, um, you know, I'll tweet out your podcast two or three times a day for two or three days, depending on which gig you get for only five dollars. Now, here's the thing. Off of that, I'm going to be doing a couple of uh, podcasts this week. Uh, there's a 10 minute morning podcast. Um, I'm looking forward to doing an interview with them just to give them some like, kind of start your morning, a little Bobby Blaze motivation in the morning, if you will. But I made that connection through Fiverr and then I'm going to be on another one. Um, I'll tell you later on when that is because I'm going to record it Tuesday. Um, it's a couple guys that do a, do a professional wrestling show and they want to interview you mean i thought that was pretty cool but they caught it off the fiverr account and got a hold of me uh on twitter where you can get a hold of me on twitter at the same thing bobby Bla- at bobby blaze 744 uh, and that's the one that's on my fiverr account as well so hit me up there if you'd like to and speaking of twitter we have the join account on twitter at uh bell uh, bell to bell blaze on twitter you can follow at and jeremy i know there's a facebook group you can tell them about that real quick and we'll start back into some other wrestling news yeah if you get on facebook we actually we have a, a group and a page. Um, I keep trying to do more with it, but you know I haven't really gotten there. But you know about a hundred pretty active users on either one. Just go on to Facebook, search for Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. You'll find them both. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, check us out there. Check us out on Twitter. Um, let's see, and I guess that's really about it. Because your your main presence online, Bobby, is on Twitter. Yes, you, that's you, my only social media right yeah, now. Yes. You practically live on there, so yeah. Yeah, I like that. I, I, it's just quick and easy for me to do. Um, there's nothing, no digs against Facebook, no digs against Instagram or anything else. It's, it's just my preference for my, you know, I, I just like the short. You can get in something, you know, it's now 280 characters or less. And I, I just, most of my Twitter, I, I'm following a lot of authors. Uh, I retweet a lot of books. I follow some podcasts. I retweet those. Um, of course, most of it is professional wrestling. I, and, and, and this podcast, of course, and, and my books, of course. And, um, so yeah, it's just, um, I, I enjoy Twitter because it's quick and easy for me. And, uh, also it's, it's, um, it's fun for me still. Um, I don't get stressed out trying to respond to someone, you know, writing paragraph upon paragraph or something. I can just hit them right back. Um, just like with a YouTube channel, um, mm-hmm. when we get comments, which we love to hear all the comments, that's great. But if you want to, 
because Jeremy or um, Tex will send me a, you know, some of those comments and usually so positive. We appreciate that. But if you want to interact with me, Twitter, because it's faster that way, I can say, oh, yeah, here we go. That way I'm not having to go over to Facebook, not having to go over to to uh, the YouTube and answer all those. If they just you know, hit me up uh, on Twitter at BobbyBlade744, that's just quicker for me. And I, that's where I like to correspond at. And I'm very open to my correspondence. I, I try to enjoy it as much as I can because I want the people, the fans that follow the show and the people that I know. Uh, whether it be an author or another wrestler or another podcaster, I want them to have a positive experience, and that's that's why I stay on Twitter. I, I try to keep it very positive as well, just so you know. So, yep, and uh, that's and that's a good place to do it. So yeah, if you're trying to uh, you know get a hold of Bobby, hit him up on there. Um, anything you share with us on Facebook or whatever else comes through me first, but I usually do if there's something in there, I do like let Bobby know about it at least the next time we record, if not before. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, what's next? You may tell you another chair shot story. <laughs> um, well, you know what? Let's do this real quick because we are okay. we are doing the holiday season, and I I was doing a little just kind of quick reading to try to get an idea where the tradition of pro wrestling on Thanksgiving and Christmas came from. Yeah, okay. And I and I, something that had never really occurred to me came up, and okay, so you know, I, I grew up in California. I've lived here my entire life. Um, you know. When I was growing up, we did Thanksgiving and Christmas dinner at like one o'clock in the afternoon, right? And it never occurred to me that anybody ate at a different time of day than that until I got married and my in-laws ate later in the day. And I was just like, it's weird. Well, what I discovered, and I had no idea this was a thing in the Midwest and the South, it was, it's very traditional to eat early in the day because when you get done or get done, you still got farming and shit to take care of before the sun sets at four thirty, five o'clock, you know, whatever's happening that, you know, that time of year. Um, well, my family's from Oklahoma and they were farmers and Tennessee and they were farm owners. And so for me, I grew up here, but I was very much first and second generation Californian. So I was being raised by primarily Southern family still. I didn't realize on coastal cities, they eat later in the day. Never, never even knew that. So what I discovered was after five o'clock, there ain't shit to do in the South once the sun set, especially back in the, you know, forties, fifties and sixties. So Bobby, how, how true am I? I mean, you're in Kentucky, which yeah. is kind of South. Yeah. We always, we always ate at, um, you know, 12 or one, um, growing up, you know, and, and I'm going to speak, you know, starting coming as, as a wrestling fan, you know, that's, that's Thanksgiving was one of the uh, biggest nice and, and wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. and we always ate at 12 or one, uh, this year I ate at one o'clock. Uh, it still gives you plenty of time to get done and, and do what you got to do or anything, or you can eat another meal that evening if you want to, if you don't go to wrestling. But yeah, when I was wrestling, you know, um, hell, I, I, I got married about a week before Thanksgiving way back when, um, I'm single, all you guys out there and girls, um, just so you know. Um, uh, Melinda will tell you, or Melanie or <laughs> Melissa or whoever's all, over there. All three uh, of them will, yeah. All three of them will tell you. I don't know. Hell, there's, I don't know. Keep your shoes on, girls. It's, it's cold out. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, um, no. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I, I went to my in-laws for the first time, you know, that for that first Thanksgiving, rather, about a week later. And I guess we had to eat like at, you know, 12 o'clock. Cause I had to be in a town to, to go do Thanksgiving Thunder. And I guess I might have, you know, stuck around a couple of hours at the most, uh, to make a town and, uh, stayed on the road for four days, you know, because I, that started loop that four day, uh, deal. Um, I mentioned, uh, 
Thanksgiving, uh, that turkey title with Chris Candido, uh, that was Thanksgiving Thunder 93, you know, and uh, I've got another I'll tell you about uh, in a minute. But, yeah, um, it seemed like every Thanksgiving down here, when I say down here, meaning, you know, just it was traditional in the South, I think, because there was a it was a huge night of professional wrestling. Um, I know uh, S. Sparks sent us in a great card from uh, uh, New Orleans from uh, 1982 even uh, on Thanksgiving night. And I wish we'd had some more people send in some cards like that. Uh, we could touch on that if you want yeah, to. Yeah, you know what? Let's talk uh, about that because that's, that's actually a really good list for, I mean – that that would be a uh, that's a showstopper list, man. It's a good yeah. one, yeah. Think about having your big meal out in New Orleans or a surrounding area, okay? And then you're going to go and watch. Now, listen to this card, man. It's 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 loaded, but there's a young Arn Anderson that's Marty Lundin. You know, <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting to guys. get there because I wanted to yeah. point that out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Horner's on the card. Uh, Dick Slater with Mr. Wrestling number two versus uh, uh, uh no, there's young Dick Slater. I'm sorry, Mr. Wrestling number two fought. Uh, Mr. Olympia, mm-hmm. Ted DiBiase, and Matt Bourne fought the Freebirds, and it was Gordian Roberts with Ripe, uh, Michaels as the manager. And then in your main event, man, for the North American Championship, it was a title versus mask. It was DiBiase versus Stagger Lee. And uh, hey, Sparks, Sparks, third coast, thank you. He is on every, I think he's on every, more than I am, I'll say is he's on every wrestling podcast. Yeah. Or, Link and he put so much insight into stuff and and lends so much to tweets. That's where I follow you at, uh, just so you know, Sparks. And I appreciate he sent us some stuff way back when we used to do the arenas. He sent us some stuff from the Superdome, if you recall, mm-hmm. some programs and stuff. And this week he sent us a a poster from uh, and actually it was a magazine in the card. I'm sorry, uh, from uh, like I said, 1982. And I just gave you kind of a rundown on that. So thank you very much out there. That's pretty cool. But how would you like to go to some of those cars, man? And Jesus, see that? yeah, that. Means- well, that? yeah, I mean, um, you know, that is a hell of a show right there. Uh, Mil Mascaris and Chavo Guerrero versus Tolly and Gino. Jeez. I mean, good yeah, that, you know, Stagger Lee versus Ted DiBiase. You know, I mean, you know what a big deal that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Did they ever figure out who that was under that mask? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. Um, and, you know, and Sparks, the guy who sent us this one, he he and I actually talk quite a bit through Twitter and private messages. He's uh, he's turned on to Corner Gas now. And apparently, yeah, apparently, cool. yeah, he watches that. He gave me an idea, and I, I, I'm just going to throw this out there, because, you know, you and I stumble over a certain word on this show <clears> quite <yes>. a bit. <laughs> and in Corner Gas, there's a town when they mention it, that everybody there spits after they say the name of the town. And, uh, you know, well, Sparks threw that out as a possible gag we could do uh, with the E word. Yeah, okay. Going forward. So just, you know, I we'll like keep, that. Yeah. yeah, we'll keep that in mind. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I know that would come back to your memory there at some point when we was talking about that, because that's what you was going to mention on shout outs. That's what it was. But that's that was what it, it Okay. Yeah, you hit it. You, you hit it. That's what it was. Um, yeah. So, uh, also here's another card just to kind of, I'm going to, uh, text sent one in. He sent in a couple memories in. Uh, he sent one in from, uh, 1999 Greensboro, uh, Thanksgiving show where the first time he got to see Andre the, uh, giant win a battle royal. I thought that's pretty cool. Uh, memory for him to share. And then also, and we know what a loaded card this was, but Starcade 86, he went to a local theater 
with uh, oh, yeah. grandfathers, and that was the uh, the night Corny fell off the uh, the, the, the scaffold. Yeah. yeah, so uh, you know those were all loaded cards, man. You know, just th- that's what they did, though. You know, you you ran your TV, you you did your house shows, and it built up to that one big town. You know, whether it be Greensboro, North Carolina, or or New New Orleans, Louisiana, or you know our town, our main town was Knoxville, Tennessee. You know, we Johnson City, Knoxville. I mean, those were pretty big towns, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <clears throat> We done our Thanksgiving Thunders there. Uh, also, we done our Christmas Chaoses there. You know, um, I, Christmas Chaos '93. We had you know a stack card. Uh, I checked it out earlier. It's really good card. I, I wrestled Prince Karis. You know, I had to wrestle a damn mummy. Um, they got that on YouTube. I think I'm actually doing commentary with it. Uh, that text put up there for yeah. us. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was, uh, that was pretty cool, man. Um, you know, to be working on Christmas Day or Christmas, yeah, Christmas Day for to open up the, you know, the four day loop, uh, to be down there in Knoxville. Uh, again, what a fine Southern town that is too, man. You know, it's just one of those things that, uh, uh I'm sure I, I, we didn't go back and get, I'm sure the Omni in Atlanta, I'm sure that, you know, uh, wherever, uh, Probably Florida uh, Championship Wrestling, Florida. I'm sure, you know, in Tampa, Orlando, or Miami, they had to have a huge, you know, Thanksgiving show or a huge Christmas show. Uh, we just didn't get a lot of information on that. But but uh, it's just that time of year that for wrestling, those were the two biggest nights in professional wrestling was Thanksgiving and Christmas Day. So yeah. I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think, you know, because – by the time I was old enough to like be interested in wrestling, local wrestling had dried up around here. I think the early '80s is when Roy Shire quit promoting in uh, this area, and I think Modesto had been dead for a year or two by then, <clears throat> and it wasn't really being done. So for me, the the standout night I remember, and I didn't even see it on Christmas night. I just know what happened on Christmas night is the uh, the cage match with Carrie and Flair. Yes, and yes. that was a Christmas I was night. You bring that up, yeah. Yeah, Fritz loved to run shows on on holidays, and he called them the Star Wars, which I believe the 605 uses for their their holiday shows as well. Uh, it, it goes back to that. Uh, Fritz did big shows on on Christmas, um, and that was one of the big ones when the Freebirds turned on the Von Erichs, and one of the the biggest rivalries of all time that everybody continued to chase for another twenty years, and nobody could quite quite get back in the bottle again. Yeah. Yep, that made our list of the uh, top heel turns you know, on, on that podcast, and I, I was hoping you'd bring that one up. That was that was really cool, man. Because while we were doing the research for it, I just I just kind of remembered it from memory, and then you you sent me a little note, tag note to to why I sent you. And you said, yeah, that was Christmas night, I think. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool, you know. So uh, there's your tie-in for your holidays. So pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, well, this stuff revolve holidays, man. I'm gonna tell you, uh, I've got smoked with a chair before myself. I was talking about not hitting a guy to YMCA and this is happy holiday memories and seasons fucking greetings and uh, with a steel chair you know uh, I was up in Canada and uh, working up there you know early on in my career and I was wrestling Goldie Rogers and so I started my life I was up there the first year as a heel uh, they were slowly going to turn me baby face a second and turn, uh, tore up up there about eight weeks into into the tour, I go from you know heel to to, to making that by day. They're going to turn me baby face, so I'm out there with Goldie Rogers, and um, <clears throat> so we you know we do our thing, and he's like yes yes yes, and if anyone's out there familiar with Goldie Rogers, don't know what I'm getting at because he had this husky voice that uh um, just uh and uh, his, his breathing was hush 
yes, 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 you know. And so we go to the finish, and I've got him, boom, 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 whatever. And I go over to miss something in the corner, whatever, turn around. Well, he had a spray can where he's a nature boy, and he's, you know, spraying his hair and this and that before the match, you know, the whole gimmick thing. But uh, his 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 hairspray can, the old Aquanet, you know, <laughs> uh, back in the day, uh, metal can too, not tin, <laughs> just so you know. And uh, he'd pick it up, and then I'd turn around, he'd glob me in the head with it. So, and of course, if you, if you hit the can in the middle, it'll put a dent in it or a smash, and it's, it's not that bad, to be honest, because you can, you know, you I fed him, and he, he took care of it. But about the third day, I don't know if he slipped or had uh, sweat on or whatever. He gloms but the end of the can, the end of it hits me, the end of a spray, you know, bottle can. Gloms me in a damn head, and I puts a big pump knot on her, big enough to draw another head of hair on it, you know. And uh, I'm like, fuck this, man. So I go back, and, I, of course, I, just, I took the pump, whatever, like, told, uh, told, uh, Booker Eddie Watts, I was like, man, I said, he's got to tell Jack to, that's what I call Goldie, I said, tell Jack to fucking hit me flat with that can, I'll feed him, man, but damn, and he goes, oh, oh, that's all right, Bobby, he said, um, you'll be okay, you know, of course I knew I would be, he goes, uh, I'm like, you got to do something about that damn can, He and Goldie, or Eddie said, yeah, don't worry, Bobby, he said, you only got a couple more nights uh, with this finish of Goldie Gauman with your can, he said, because after that, the finish, for next week, uh, to set up your run with me, um, at the finish, you're going to get the can from Goldie, and you can hit him back five nights in a row, just like he did you. He said, but then I'll be coming out smoking you with the chair as soon as you do. <laughs> so, so feed me your back. And I'm like, oh. so, okay, now I've got two more days with Goldie. Then I've got another seven days to think about, okay, next week at the finish, I get to glom Goldie. But once I do, I'm going to turn around, someone's going to glom me with a fucking steel chair, you know. So luckily, though, I just fed him my back. And I will say this on a back one, uh, flat across the back, especially the upper back, and you've got some muscle mass there. You know, uh, and a guy lays the chair out flat. You know, it's you can smoke someone pretty good without killing them. Uh, yeah, unlike those open, uh, you know, unprotected headshots or hit you in the lower back or something or or what have you. But yeah, I still didn't necessarily like getting hit in a cold hockey arena over the back with a uh, folding metal chair. But hell, you know, business is business, kid. You know. <laughs> Yeah. So there's another you know, steel chair uh, story. I, I don't see how getting hit with any object in the head could ever be fun, and I, I'm glad I don't work in a profession where I do that, and I'm sorry about that time I cracked you at the coconut. Oh, yeah, man, that was stiff, too. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. Very stiff. Well, I, I warmed yeah, up for that you one. young, aspiring wrestlers. Oh, yeah, you did. You, yeah. And I fed into it, of course. Oh, of course. You're a professional. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know. Yeah. No, I was going to speak of the professional because any young town out there, do yourself a favor. Don't don't feed people open, unprotected headshots. You know, it's just not worth it in the long run. Just trust me on that one. I'll tell you that right now. Um, yeah, just be careful and take care of each other in that ring, guys and girls, you know, and uh, uh, feed them a big full back or something, you know, or uh, get that chair that guy was talking about the YMCA one of those F ones, you know, um, that, that exist, I guess, in every arena, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. What else is going on, man? Oh. What else about the holidays here? Let's see. I mean, gosh, I, this might be an episode where we don't run over because I'm actually kind of, kind of running out of stuff to say right at the moment. Yeah, um, I am too. You know, I really am. Uh, listen, wrestling fans out there. 
Thank you for listening to our program. I was going to say that. Let me throw out my books real quick, Jeremy, if you don't. Sure, okay? absolutely. I've got a couple books. It helps, uh, you know, if you'd like to help to support the podcast, uh, you can get my books on Amazon. I do have a couple e-books. Uh, I've got an e-book called Seasons, F and Greetings, My Best Christmas Ever. It's only two ninety nine to download um, on your Kindle or using the Kindle app if you want. Um, it's a funny little story about when I was about 19 years old, took a trip from the hills of Kentucky to the big city of Baltimore to visit my grandma mothers and my aunts and this and that. It turned out to be a really fun time with my brother, my cousin, and an aunt, and really good stuff. But anyway, let me hit the books, though. Or You can do it on Amazon, but the best way to help support the show, honestly, if you would like to get a copy of my first book, Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boots, Will Travel, just hit tinyurl.com slash blazebook1. And that'll take you to that book um, and make a great holiday gift for the wrestling fan in your family or one of your friends that hasn't read the book. It's got, I think, 102, 103 reviews, uh, very positive ones. Uh, I've got a really good three-star review I've shared before that it it's once I read it, it, it I'd want to buy the book. And he had several other products. This guy just rated things at three. You had to really impress this guy. But he wrote this great review for me, and I really appreciate those reviews. That's what helps these independent authors. Uh, my other book, if you want to help support this show, The Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze podcast, uh, because hopefully we'll get a little kickback off of it if you use the tiny URL. You can go to, uh, if you'd like to get my second book, which is called uh, I Kicked Out on Two, The Education of a Wrestler, uh, you can get that by going to tinyurl.com slash blazebook2. It's that simple. You just hit a couple extra keys. It's going to take you to the Amazon page, but they're going to see that, hey, you know, uh, you purchased the book. That's going to put a smile on my face. Uh, you purchase a book. That's going to put a smile on a professor's face because we're going to get a little bit of a kickback for that to help pay for our monthly uh, hosting fees to keep this podcast going. Um, and we appreciate it, man. And both books, you know, are available. Uh, Again, you know, you hear me talk on this show week in and week out, and I tell stories, but I've got the whole Smoky Mountain run, you know, title running story. I've got WCW stories in there. Um, I talk about being on the road, uh, just talk about the people I've met. I've got a Ashland, Kentucky Hall of Fame in there, of famous people from Ashland, Kentucky, uh, you know, and it's, it, they're, they're fun reads, you know. They're fun reads, and um, again, you can get both of them at either tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 for pin me, pay me, or you can go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook2 for I Kicked Out on 2, The Educational Wrestler. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody, if you have not done so yet, or if you have not gifted this book to anybody yet, or you have not bought a copy for your local library, actually, of either book, <clears throat> it, it's Christmas time. What are you doing? Are you trying to get Odin to leave coal in your wooden shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're shooting for here? Bobby, I just had the most uh, crass and craven idea for an episode next week. Okay. It's going to require a little bit of research on our parts, a lot of time on Amazon. I think we should both go find the coolest and the shittiest wrestling gifts you can find on Amazon for Christmas. <laughs> I like that. I like we'll that. Get five, Let's do that. Yeah, we'll get five each. We'll do a top ten of both and, um, you know. And and we'll include the links. That way, if people out there want to get a cool wrestling gift or a shitty wrestling gift, you'll be able to get it through Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. Anything else before go. we wrap up, people? Oh, man. Just tell everyone out there, Professor. You know, I was just, man, it's the holiday season. <laughs> Some people don't handle the holidays as well as other people. Mm. Maybe everyone's not as, you know, holly and jolly as everyone else. And uh, that's okay. Everyone deals with different things, different ways. But listen, try to get through them. Try to enjoy them. Try to take care of each other. 
show some kindness to each other, show some love to each other, and, uh, you know, just just have some fuck, season's fucking greetings. <laughs> That's right. Hey, um, you know, we did have a fan uh, chime in on something. It's uh, Joe Lara over on our Facebook page. Uh, and he, he wrote about last week's episode. He said, wow, some heavy topics. Like Blaze says, we're all in this together. Life, sometimes it's just what the fuck. And uh, truer words have never been spoken. But uh, <laughs> your message of unity is definitely getting through, Bobby. I hope so, man, because I, I do think that's what it's all about, man. I, I really do. I think we're here to help serve others. I really do. I think we should help each other out and serve other people. And I think we're here. And I think the second thing we need to do is to uh, is try to learn our, prog- our progress, you know, make progress every day to, to be better human beings, if, if, you know. Um, and, and I put it kind of this order, be a bit a better human being. And, and as a male, be a better male or a better man. If you're a female, of course, try to be a better woman or female. Um, if you're a mom or dad, just try to do that little, maybe a little percentage each day, you know, whatever you're doing. And of course, if you're just start off with just trying to be a, a human being, man, you know, and a, and a decent one and spread some love and kindness. And I think that's probably the best thing you can do, man. Sometimes a smile, you know, that's, that's sometimes that might be the only smile another person gets. Is, is is from you so think about that man you walking down a hall or you're 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 at a fast food place or you know wherever bookstore or whatever you're doing a grocery store and you, you you share a smile with someone that may have really needed that smile that day that says a lot it says a lot for you um, even if they don't smile back but you know what they might get back to wherever they're at and they might think man I, I was having a really crappy day, but that, that one guy smiled at me, or that one girl smiled at me, or that person smiled at me, and, and it, it might have resonated something in them to say, hey, man, it's not so bad after all. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I've been spending a little bit of time here and there down in Texas lately, and um, one thing I come away with is everybody in Texas is so damn friendly compared to everybody in California. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's if because it does seem like Texas has a little more leisurely pace than California seems to. You know, you're not stuck in traffic eight hours a day and cursing the existence. You're not paying fifty percent in taxes and the other fifty percent in rent to live somewhere. I don't know if what part is what, but um, it it is nice when I'm down there and you know because I talk to people. I don't shut up, Bobby. I don't know if you've caught, caught this about me. I, I My mouth is always going. <laughs> so out in public, yeah. I talk to people, and, and only about a quarter of the time does it start a conversation. Sometimes people just look at you weird. But, you know, yeah. in Texas, you say something nice to somebody, and they, they have a conversation with you. Yeah, that's yeah. what I try to do. I, I do the same thing. I, I really do. I I try to speak to people and stuff. I've just always said I'd rather meet a friend than a foe, you know. Yep. And uh, a lot of people out here do know me, but that – they know me. They know who I am, or something. They might not know me, but but I, I don't care if I know them or not. I'll speak to them and talk to them. Uh, you know, whether I'm at the store or down at the gas station or what have you, man. You know, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where, uh, hell, why not? It doesn't. It doesn't cost anything to be nice to someone. People. No, it does <laughs> not. It, you know, good good manners don't cost anything. That's right. That's right, brother. All right. All right. Well, with that being said, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up, everybody. Um, You know, for myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, uh, for the star of the show, Bobby Blaze. Well, you know, and let me say this before I actually wrap up. Guys, if something happens to either me or Bobby and you're around, you see something happen to us on the street, make sure you delete my Instagram profile. Nobody needs to know about what's on there if we can get rid of it. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) All right, Bobby. (laughs) 
jeez, what's on your Instagram? <laughs> oh, I, it's just I follow nothing but girls primarily. Yeah, 